Welcome to a brand new episode of Cup of EO, the tea break sized podcast that gets to the heart of the important topics in the world of voiceover. Expect candid stories, top tips and sage advice as I chat with expert guests who are at the top of their game in the voiceover industry. I'm your host, Kimberly Parker, tea addict and VOpreneur. And this week, I'll be spilling the tea on networking. How often should we be doing it? What counts as networking? And is it really that important for business? I I used to hate the term networking. I'm still not keen on the term networking, but I love meeting people. Being a voiceover artist can be quite lonely at times. We're used to mostly working alone, in a small box, talking to ourselves, and being a global industry where there are no barriers in terms of location, it's more important than ever for us to stay connected, both within the industry and with each other. I don't think anyone loves the term networking. It's almost as anxiety-inducing as appraisal meeting or sports day, for me anyway. But it's a necessary part of building a business and a great way to develop long-term relationships with clients and fellow colleagues. Talk to any voiceover artist and they'll tell you they suffer from anxiety and find big crowds of people intimidating. So it's reasonable to expect many in our industry to be put off by the prospect of networking. What's interesting is that different people interpret the term in different ways. I usually think of those speed dating type meetings over breakfast with people you're never likely to cross paths with again. And instead of remembering everyone's names and what they do, you're desperately trying to remember your own name and fumble over in your head what your 30-second elevator pitch is going to be. No? Just me? Okay. But you'll be glad to know that networking takes the form of various guises. It needn't mean just those scary random business meetups. It can also be business or industry conferences and expos, a more casual meetup with fellow VOs, award ceremonies, or even networking social media sites like LinkedIn. Time to ask some of my VO buddies what they think when they hear the term networking. Does it fill them with dread? And do they think it's important? This week's guests are Mars Lipowski, Lizzie Jobling, Sam Boffin, Ant Hewson, and Jen Lawton Hunt. I've included more information about all of them in the show notes, so be sure to check those out after the episode. Oh, I love it. This is this is great. Not that I'm stuck in my studio all day or anything, but um, but being able to meet uh, like-minded people is 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 wonderful, and it is, I should say, crucial for how to put it, for not losing uh, your spot in this in this area. I did the traditional networking, and I joined some local business groups around where I live in Surrey um I found that utterly exhausting um and just hard work basically it's like a whole new job I mean to really reap the benefits you need to be invested you need to keep going you need to put back in and all those things um so and I found that because voiceover is quite niche um and not a lot of companies or whoever else always utilise voiceover or at least don't think to, I guess. I would have had to have continued to keep investing. It would have been a very slow burn. Um, And I think that that doesn't mean to say it wouldn't pay off. I do know a whole host of our colleagues that do invest heavily in that traditional networking and it does pay off. It is a slow burn. Um, So if you have the capacity to do that, 
then by all means, I think it, it could pay off because also it's it's not necessarily who you're networking with at that time. It's who they know and their cousins and their friends. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's, it's that kind of mentality. I am quite an impatient and impulsive person. And if I want to, if I want to push my voice out, I just direct market. That's just how I feel like I'm getting momentum. But then there's also like the soft networking, I'd call it. And that's where I don't really go, try not to go anywhere without a business card. You never know who you're going to bump into. I am a mental chatty person, so I'll start talking to anyone in any queue. And you'd be surprised who you'll bump into. You know, there might be a video producer or someone that works in radio or, you know, you might bump into an actor or a writer. The other day I was having coffee down at my local cafe on the river and I overheard these women talking oh have you found anyone to narrate your audiobook now <laughs> I was like hello now interestingly I don't I don't do audiobooks however I did recommend a couple of my colleagues voiceover is so interesting to the majority of people because it is so niche it's easy to start a conversation about oh what do you do oh I do this and then you know you never know um so I think that that is really important years ago when I was um in my old house, uh, the next door neighbour, who I sort of knew just daily to say hello to, but I, you know, I didn't know their surname unless they got the poster out or by accident. Um, it transpired that she had a toy building business, and she'd but she'd seen me one day. And she said, "Oh, I was having a dinner party last night, and um, you came up." And I said, "Oh, our next door neighbour's voice actor." And uh, so we, she said, "I looked on your website." And she said, oh, I didn't realise you did that sort of voiceover. I don't know what she thought I did. Um, and she then, you know, she was talking about her YouTube channel and how she w- wanted to get me to voice the videos on that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then even more randomly, my daughter, we had a custom sort of cabin bed made for her. And the guy that came round who'd built it and was coming around to put it together, he runs warehouses. And they obviously utilise a lot of safety videos and they... Um, commission in voiceovers from he, he just said it's really difficult to to know where to find a decent voice actor one that's going to be able to continue to produce work as and when you need it um so I was like great here's my business card so you just don't know so that sort of networking I quite like I love networking in so far as I, I used to hate the term networking I'm still not keen on the term networking but I love meeting people that's absolutely um I've done a lot of local and a little bit more than local as well, in-person um, meeting people. And that's been incredibly successful because even if you're not meeting that day somebody that wants to book you, you never know who they know. Um, and I, I found it a really, really good way of getting out there and not only honing my ability to chat to people and say, this is what I do and this is where I work best and what I can do for you, which is really useful. Um, it just enables me to, yes, have a bigger network of people. And you're the only voiceover in the room. Uh, but LinkedIn, personally for me, a, a different people will fly on TikTok or uh, Instagram or Facebook or wherever they are. For me, LinkedIn has been the place I've had a lot of clients come to me direct from LinkedIn. Uh, networking is um, is an interesting thing. It's really useful, obviously, uh, and I have had work through knowing people. However, I am a terrible networker in that I am terrified of groups of people. So I don't... I Way back when I first went freelance copywriting, I, I 
uh, I had a great first year uh, with existing contacts and people who flukily just, you know, out of the blue come to my website, came to me and they were they were someone who was working at a creative agency and therefore had a constant flow of clients to give me work. So that was great. And then, so that was 2008, so then 2009 was kind of when the financial crisis really hit, during which I thought, well, you need to, you know, buck your ideas up and perhaps try going to these networking meetings that are so important and yet terrifying. And I went to two. I went to a BNI one, which I thought was horrific. Um, and not because of meeting people, because actually the people I spoke with were very nice, obviously. Not that they're horrible at other places, but because of the very military, almost um, punishment-oriented way they go around it. If you don't introduce the right people, turn up to the right number of sessions, refer people all the time. Like, you know, there might be a guy, there might be a guy who does carpets in your group, and you're kind of expected to bear him in mind whenever you're talking to someone new. I don't like the regimented way it works, but I really find it odd to think that I can't refer who I think is best for the job. And I find that weird. Um, so I did that. Um, it was very nice. And I, and I uh, one of the guys, because I pointed this out, I pointed out this exclusivity thing and thought that it was really weird. And he was a graphic designer. And so he made a point of pushing some work my way to, to sh without me joining in order to show openness, which was great. Um, but it wasn't enough to convince me, obviously. And I went to another local sort of business talk and it was, I felt horrifically out of place and, and I kind of latched onto the first guy who spoke to me and then was aware that I was like this weird limpet. And so I, I felt really paranoid about that and kind of deliberately moved away. And, and that, was, that was actually how I approached voiceover networking as well because... I went to a couple of meetings, uh, talks with the VoiceOver Network. Thought, you know what, I should take this seriously and give it a go. But because everyone knew each other and I didn't know anyone, I ended up not talking to anyone. Terrifying. Terrifying. Um, and it's only really the process of time and going to workshops where you're forced to talk to people because you've got to interact with them. And, um, and then the award ceremonies, which, which, get, which get less scary the more you go to because the more you go to them the more people you meet i genuinely have a technique um it's not a technique it's not like it's a secret i i i get to places early or get nearby early so that i can have a couple of braces beforehand okay so very i think it's very important to do networking and i don't do enough um i i've only been to a couple of in-person voiceover kind of com uh, conferences and have gained work from them being in person and if I've gone to networking events uh, I don't know like a local expo or something or the business kind of thing um, again making those connections I've got work from following up from those kind of things as well so I think I can I can uh, talk my way into roles easier than I can like sending emails and things I think for me personally that human connection you just can't beat it um so I think for me, being a person is probably where I would see it's easiest to get roles. But then it's quite hard to go to those in-person things. It's not always possible. Often they're expensive or they're out of town or they're quite time consuming. Um, so I think building up communities online is also really important. Making those connections with people online, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever, 
and again, consistently keeping up with them. And um, but that I just think networking is is crucial to being successful in this business because it's about people, isn't it? And making those connections. People hire people. They don't just hire you for your voice. They hire you for you as a person. So I think it's crucial. We all have an existing network of contacts from people we're related to, people we went to school with, or have worked with in the past. Friends, partners, friends of partners. These are all valuable points of contact to explore in order to improve your chances of increasing your client base in the future. Similar to the voiceover industry itself, success with networking is a long game. Whether you're looking for leads on LinkedIn or going to in-person business meetings and swapping cards the old-fashioned way, these things take time. It could be months or even years before a connection comes back with a job offer. And don't dismiss the events that your fellow VOs will be attending. Industry events are a great way to make new connections with producers, casting directors and all sorts of people. I know VOs that have landed jobs and agency representation from introducing themselves to the right people at the right time at these events. And if nothing else comes of it, you'll make some great friends who will understand what you're going through, as well as keeping up to date with the latest trends and news in the VO industry. Join me same time next week when I'll be spilling the tea on usage and negotiating rates. You have to always see the bigger picture when you're quoting. We all need to be very united in keeping the standards high because if we don't, everyone will suffer. We're losing voices from, from backgrounds that might not have the privilege that we do. I think there's a combination of ignorance and also people thinking, well, I, you know, I can do this on volume. Because you've got to be true to yourself and you can't shaft the industry. I've got some information on my website which goes over usage and it goes some way to explaining what usage is about. Thanks for tuning in, my caffeinated comrades. If this episode has sparked any questions or comments or you just want to connect, you can find my email address and social handles at KimberlyParker.com. If you haven't caught up with my other episodes, feel free to check them out and let me know what you think. You've been listening to Cup of VO. Until next time, 